0: Short game, a podcast where we talk about video games that you can complete in an evening or a weekend, or in tonight's case, fifteen to twenty-minute increments. My name is Lauren Ash, and I'm the host for this week. And with me, we've got Shane Kelly. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, except my brother's not here this week.
0: I know. Whoa, what
1: you have to deal good? with me.
0: Yeah,
2: what are I'm we
1: the, the to only do? bro present, except if you count Nate as a bro.
2: Sure, we've You're sh- a bro. <laughs> honorary twin brother happy to sure. do it
0: and that's uh, nate heininger
2: uh i'm happy to be here uh, actively pursuing uh catching them all so that's what i've been
0: yes
1: <laughs> what's your favorite poker just real quick everybody what's your favorite pokemon as of
0: yet? <laughs> that i've caught that you've caught yes um i have caught one clefairy i'm very um. excited about it and a Meowth. Mm. i laid it near a bank which is not appropriate
2: nice oh, oh. I caught a uh, an Abra, which was cool.
0: Uh,
2: I was expecting it to teleport. Uh, This show, though, is not about Pokemon, though. Everybody else's life right now is about Pokemon. I just felt the need to get it right out of there. Get it out. You know, that came out like three days ago. So it's all anyone's doing. Uh, there's no way we wouldn't discuss it at least a moment in this show. So a week from now we'll it. all have quit. Right? Do it and first, yeah. Pokemon, <laughs> yeah. absolutely.
0: Well, instead of walking around catching Pokemon this week, we are driving, specifically in the game Wheels of Aurelia, which is um, this road trip game set in Italy in 1978. So we've got uh, Lila, who's got short haircut and a jacket, and she's a woman with a car.
2: Yeah, and like a kind of. a... Breaking all the rules. <laughs> all the rules. Yeah. Has a cigarette sometimes, and and like kind of a punk, at, you know, attitude. Uh, black and white. Black and don't white, tell horizontal. her that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah Punks course. are from
0: London. Get yeah. it right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but mostly we've been uh, driving around, um, picking up hitchhikers, and uh, trying to balance a narrative fiction engine with staying on the road. <laughs>
2: You yeah. can't actually
0: drive off the road, but
2: it's. Uh, I've never played a, a game like this. The the mechanics are very simple. This is, I would say, maybe an interactive fiction game with a uh, like a dexterity element to it built in. Uh, dexterity for two reasons: one, you're you're trying to keep your car on the road while dealing with uh, um, kind of oncoming cars and things like that, as well as managing the Text bubbles, you know, the conversations between the different characters, as well as it's like fifteen minutes, and there's currently no way to pause in the game. Yeah, <laughs> so you're just kind of you have to play the whole road trip in one sitting, uh, which almost everyone comes to right around fifteen, maybe twenty minutes if you take a longer route.
0: Yeah, and the developers sent to Regione are Italian uh, and wanted to make a game about their culture, and also kind of uh, I think they said they wanted to find out what their parents were dealing with in the 70s, hmm. um, and it started off in 2015 in Fantastic Fest, and those people had a really cool arcade bundle, but now you can get it in Steam. Um, it's five bucks.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth exploring uh, for anybody. Uh, that's my verdict that I probably should have held to the end, because this is a <laughs> reviews show, and we want to you know get those listens all the way to the end. But uh, the gameplay and the storytelling style of this I thought was really unique. It's not something I've played before. The gameplay is pretty minimal, like you guys were kind of saying, but if you want to compare it to something, I would say the best comparison would be kind of retro racing game. Like, in my experience, that'd be things like OutRun or Super Hang-On, except they'd be on motorcycles, which might be more fun. Um, So with that, you, you have... Basically, the controls stripped down to the point where it's just left, right, and then up and down is freed up on this D, you know, D-pad that presumably you're using. Up and down represents toggling between the different dialogue options. And what I thought was really interesting about it is it's kind of of the school of narrative gameplay, of throwing questions at you so fast and requiring you to make them like quick in the moment Um, some games that do this in, in in kind of the telltale genre, but they tend to be, uh, fewer questions per minute, fewer choices per minute. Um, by doing this, they give you so many, so many choices of what you say and whether or not you pull over to pick up a hitchhiker every moment that as things go on, you kind of, you kind of get paralyzed by so many different choices and by just making them, you're winding up on totally different branching paths. So there's something like 10 endings to this game. And it never has that feeling of having a a moment of paralysis because you never know what of the thousand dialogue decisions that you're making while steering your car um, are actually going to make a difference in terms of choosing your path.
0: I kept getting so distracted by the conversation I was having that I would forget to... Follow the directions my hitchhikers had. Poor guys were stra- strained all over Italy. I just went yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the rock city every time because I was too excited by what I was currently talking about.
2: It's tricky. You um, you know, there's no actual real uh, direct repercussions to driving the car. You don't uh, get in accidents. You know, you're basically ping ponging off the walls and off of other cars all the way. Like I think you could actually make it the whole game without ever actually driving your car. It's just gonna like. Er, 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 ping pong I am, your way.
1: I would I would disagree because Nate. I, I think in some places um, I had one my, one of my one of my endings that I got the um, uh, the passenger complained that complained mm-hmm. about my driving for a long time uh, and then complained that it was making her sick. Uh, then <laughs> asked to, asked to go and that was it.
2: Yeah, I actually got the same one, so I, I do agree doctor. that there's yeah. it, it it does have some sort of counter, but I guess I mean like in the individual moments, like your game doesn't end for hitting a car. If you do a really bad job, yes. you're right. I got the same ending. They'll, your passenger will get upset and leave. But, uh, for the most part, it's this weird balancing act where, cause it's a winding highway. You're not, it, it, it works kind of on like an isometric point of view and it'll shift, um, from behind the car to the side of the car as you're like going around mountains and, uh, you know, along rivers and whatnot. And it's, it's a kind of pretty little, uh, design but like well
1: you describe it as kind of pretty i think that's
2: an understatement this is
1: a nice looking game yeah especially the the portraits
2: yeah yeah i guess that uh, it's it's definitely stylized it it doesn't look like you're you don't feel like you're actually driving around italy but it's there are moments where that's like the third thing that i I, that it's hard to pay attention to because you're looking at text and the road but you'll kind of catch like oh there's a harbor out there and there's all these nice boats and and like seagulls and stuff flying around. But then you're like, er, 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 and I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to make my uh, uh, dialogue decision. I mean, that's where your real focus is.
0: Man, do the men look like creepy pedophiles in all, this game. All of them.
2: They all are all disgusting of them. looking.
0: All of the men look super gross and disgusting. And the women look chic and cool. Um, I think there is a reason why people think the women are dope in this game and the men are weird. Yeah, and it, you, the art design is very opinionated.
2: Yes. It, they're like, everyone is like, like, like sweaty. All the dudes are like sweaty and sleek and have, and, and it's that like, bad it's, mustaches. Yeah. I think it's like Italian stereotypes. Basically. It's like the mustache and like the, sh- the top, the sh- top button on the shirt or the top, like two buttons are unbuttoned all the way down. And it's just like greasy looking.
0: Yeah. The only person, the only man without an unbuttoned shirt is the priest. <laughs> and I will say that, We've been just kind of hinting at some of the things you'll see in this game. It's a narrative game about conversations. So, if you want to be completely unspoiled and hear nothing about the people you meet, um, nice talking to you.
2: <laughs> Go play the game and come Go back. Go play the game and come back. If, like, we've already described the vast majority of the gameplay you're driving a car, you're making narrative decisions. The, the entire point of this game is the characters getting to know them and the very interesting branching paths that you can take based off of your uh, your dialogue decisions, but also literally what road you take while driving. And it's really hard sometimes to, uh, you'll be so focused on the dialogue and you'll, like Laura's saying, you'll miss a turn that like th- two characters were like, hey, take that next right. And it's like, Oops! Sorry, guy. And you're just going a whole other way, and it sparks another conversation where you meet a different guy or different lady, and it just kind of branches off. And I mean, there's ten endings, but I I would imagine that there's a, a ton of different paths to get to each ending. There's no while the actual closing scene is the same, it's not really this exact same. You know, there's not ten defined paths that you follow.
1: Yeah, I think this game is very replayable. You play it a bunch of times, and you'll see very different sides of the characters each time.
0: I liked that you start off the same every time you... Leela, our short-haired, kind of punkish Italian lady, is in a car with this woman, and they're just talking about how they can't wait to get out of Rome. And then you figure out pretty soon that they met literally yesterday at a discotheque and decided to go to the French Riviera.
2: Yeah, it's what I love about this game, too, is all the different paths you take you slowly learn more about those two characters i mean they're the two main characters of the game though olga the partner has different outcomes and different things on how far she actually goes with you um but when you first start it's like they don't necessarily seem too deep lila is uh you know maybe like rebelling or something and maybe there's a war going on right now it's hard to tell olga just seems like a kind of naive passenger and Turns out they both have very, very intense reasons for getting out of Rome, and it's just they've happened to run into each other and are able to kind of help each other.
0: Who is your favorite character in the game?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I mean, the more I got to know what Olga was going through and why she was getting out of home, I thought that was a very, one of the more interesting kind of slow developments, Um i'd have to re- i can't remember all the names of the goofy side characters that you Just run describe them
0: yeah
2: uh well there's a guy who uh he, he's so disgusting his name was like the gorilla
0: oh i love him yeah who
2: was a uh was a x f one racer and you uh can run yes. into him and have some uh pretty funny conversations with him where he's kind of trying to like it's they just they all look so gross, i feel like all of their all all their motives are always all you know uh, kind of like creeper motives did you
0: Could you get in his car
2: no the, so i oh, only ran- i
0: definitely got in his car i was like who is this guy i'm interested he called me sweetie i got his car anyway i was like sorry Leela. i'm too intrigued he wants to have you be basically the getaway driver he's like remember i had you stop at the bank yeah i robbed it
2: oh yeah. funny that's because awesome Because he's
0: out of work now that he's a disgraced f1 racer so basically you rob a bunch of banks and then you get into a street or i chose later on to join an actual street race with four cars oh fine and although i lost at the end we were like i was in a professional street race in his racing car
1: nice oh that's awesome i saw that uh i saw that setup in the trailer i was trying to find that uh that path but i never
2: found it I got into a uh, one of my endings. I got into a we're just jumping right into spoil into the endings here, but they are we already warned you guys. Yeah, they are they're pretty funny. Uh, My favorite one is I got into a it was actually my first run and uh, I got into a one on one race with another guy. Apparently, it was for for slips because I at the time didn't know that space was accelerate and I just got you know, (gasps) I just got just destroyed (laughs) and the game ended because I lost my car uh you know they were, they were we were racing for pink slips and i lost my car and the game was over oh
0: wow see yeah. if if you narrowly lose that race sometime a woman with a van will show up and give you her van
2: oh really oh that's so funny. i
1: i lost that the one time i lost that race uh i was i was i was subjected to driving a little three-wheeler like one of those terrible Aww. little european three-wheelers <laughs>
2: and you got to <laughs> for the going. whole next segment oh that's so yes. funny my game yeah
0: just it was ended. so funny had <laughs> <There, like, laughs> yeah.
2: like, you picked it yeah I think it depends now. on
0: who you pick up yeah, yeah. and I uh-huh. just yeah this woman named Sacagawea was like "See so you pick up from Hitchhikers like want my van and I was like no. seriously woman she just gave me her van and then later on in a different playthrough I picked her up and didn't really understand I made fun of her name and I felt bad I was like stop making fun of her name Leela. and just her own dialogue choice
2: that's pretty funny <laughs> Um, you know, this game, uh, like, how did this game come to us? Like, you know, where did you first hear about this? Cause I, this was totally not on my radar at all. And I'm really glad that we found it. I mean, it's kind of a, a hidden, hidden gem here.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Lee Alexander, who, uh, was one of the co-founders of Boing Boing's, uh, Offworld wrote about how this was probably her favorite game of 2015 because she liked Leela so much. Uh, Not because of the gameplay, but just because she liked the central character and said, had I been in one of those cars, I would have driven to the French Riviera with her in a heartbeat. I knew nothing about any of the other characters. She just said, you know, I love this woman, and I think she's awesome and badass, and I want to hang out with her. Then later on, uh, last year, I was looking at uh, Meg Janicent's, the Writer of 80 Days list of top games, and she had Wheels of Aurelia as number one because she liked the Conversations. So I didn't know much about the driving or mechanics or really anything happening. I just knew that two women I love in games were like, this is worth trying and worth actually going through. Didn't know any about the heavy themes or the weird guy who thinks there's three popes and a UFO flying around. Like the first guy you
2: pick up, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I just kind of went with it.
2: Well, it's turned out – I've never played anything like this. I mean, and the only thing that I could think of that is sort of like it. And I'm relatively, I would say, very uneducated in interactive fiction games to begin with. But, like, you know, you said the writer of 80 Days. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, tonally, everything is very, very different. but And gameplay is very different. But these kind of, like, branching uh, storylines that you can take multiple different paths, even from one conversation that leads you into a totally different way, felt very much like 80 Days, which is one of my favorite games that we've ever done.
1: Yeah, I would say this is, this has a lot of the same things that drew me to 80 Days in that it's a, it's a travel story. Uh, the character portraits are magnificent. The characters themselves are, are the point uh, and the most enjoyable, most wonderful part of it. Um, The thing that I think is unique about it, it takes it a step further into interesting territory. As I started to read about this, there's a lot of people um, kind of pointing to this game as a example of a very small number of kind of female road narratives. And then I got into reading this great article uh, by Vanessa Viselka uh, that was titled Green Screen, The Lack of Female Road Narratives and Why It Matters. That is just an interesting, interesting article uh, from this woman who has hitchhiked across uh, across America in her teens and recounted um, a story of having met a serial killer while doing so. What? Yeah, it's insane, Um, and almost having been killed herself. And so it's just, um, you know, and this game has so many different kinds of people, and it feels like so uh, emotionally real, uh, as you, as you get through meeting all these people and understanding them, uh, it's just such a cool, unique game in that way.
0: I loved that. I didn't know how to game the system in this game. A lot of interactive (laughs) fictions, I know exactly, you know, oh, I can choose dialogue B and then I will get a different outcome here. I, it just seemed like there were so many different possibilities. I could have a different conversation. I could choose to, you know, take the hitchhiker where they want to go or completely abandon them. I could get in gorilla's car and abandon Olga at the rest stop. Sorry, Olga. <laughs> well, <laughs> <You're going> through-
2: <laughs> and on top of that, like it, the game gives you a ton of freedom because all you really know is that you're trying to get out of Rome or try to get out of Italy and you're going to France. And you know what happens in between kind of up to you. Um, you just play it straight and just try to drive there. I can you re- actually make it to France? Is that a possible? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I never
2: did either. Um, almost always I would end up in some sort of terrible uh, side story that rendered me unable to continue driving. But
0: What's one of your side stories? I'm, I'm curious because uh, apparently not driving well is one of the very negative outcomes.
2: Yeah, well, so the, in the one that I was not driving well, the – outcome you learn um you learn this in a lot of different paths but basically olga is fleeing rome and going to france in order to have an abortion and that's a major part of the conversations in this game uh, between the two women you know what it means to have an abortion you get to kind of have your own opinions on what an abortion means through the dialogue choices and I don't know if it was something that I said or that mixed with the bad driving or maybe the bad driving was just another side thing. But ultimately, in one of my decisions or one of my playthroughs, Olga decides that she's going to keep the baby and you, Olga and Lila, stay in a city and they're like, well, we're going to – how about we just settle down here and we'll raise the baby together. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that was – I, I mean, I was maybe only like 13 minutes into the game, too. It, it happened pretty quick. Uh, I had
0: that happen once, too. But I think my – the most shocking ending for me uh, – yes, the ending where the guy, you know, decided that he was robbing banks was not the most shocking ending. The most shocking <laughs> ending for me was uh, there's one where Leela and Olga – it's been hinted that Leela has this crazy backstory. Everyone recognizes her, and it turned out she had been kidnapped – and was really famous for being kidnapped, and I'm kind of pursuing this, you know, conversation about abortion, but it's not going well. Olga's kind of getting pissed at me, and she solds me, she sells me out to the paparazzi because <laughs> nice. she needs to pay for her abortion.
2: Yeah, wow. And it ends with like
0: <laughs> Olga taking my car and the paparazzi hounding me and making me return to Rome, and I was just like, no, <laughs> Olga.
1: Oh, Brutal. I didn't get that one either. That's yeah. why I
0: abandoned her later, because was revenge. <laughs> How about you what what you end up doing Shane?
1: Um I guess m- most of my um most of my endings ended in like dire tragedy like the oh, uh no. the, <laughs> the 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 most memorable one um uh I had um I had screwed up the driving so badly uh that she spent an entire that Olga spent an entire um entire leg of the trip um basically begging me to pull over <laughs> and you can't and and then she wants to go to a hospital, and so I drove her to a hospital and, and dropped her off there. She just was feeling very sick and, and was not specific as to what. It was a little bit disturbing.
2: Ooh. See, that's funny, because the... Um, and that's what I'm wondering, these, like, these branching... Like, I would love to see the back end of this, because mm-hmm. the one where they made... I was bad at driving, the one where she was feeling sick, and the one where we ended up staying in a city together to uh, raise the baby, it was all the same run for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I'm wondering what my decisions were that led to instead of just dropping her off at the hospital and leaving. I took her to the hospital, and we decided to keep the baby and raise it together as as it mm-hmm. says like two single ladies uh, raising a child in in Italy or something like that.
1: So I have I have a I have questions about the the kind of internal state the machine that represents all these conversations as well. There were certain points where I um, I basically ran out of dialogue and mm-hmm. it, they just sort of coughed at each other repeatedly <laughs> for the rest of the drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, had I had that, that as happen well. happen a
0: few times too. I when I was doing a little research on this, uh, a woman from Double Fine named Anna Kipnis was helping with the dialogue system and they did a per line system. So every single line could only show up if you had had or had not had a conversation. So every single line is dependent after the first couple. And then the conversation topics that came up were based on your driving performance, how close you were to different points of interest in the game, like cities you're passing through, which vehicle you chose at the beginning or are currently driving. And then, um, and then the rest is up to you. So if you decide to go through the port city, you're gonna have a different event happen, or you're gonna, you know, pick up a priest and start talking about politics or people getting assassinated that I never heard of because I don't know anything about <laughs> Italian politics from 1978.
2: Yeah, I noticed uh, on the car front. Like, I picked one. I didn't realize I was picking like the nice looking car, but uh, really early on, Olga's like, "Oh, so you come from family then?" Uh, or I'm sorry, come from it. Come from uh, you come from money. He's like, how can you tell? It's like, well, nobody else drives a car like this. And I, I think that's pretty cool. There's like six or seven different cars you can choose from right at the beginning.
0: Most of my driving game was honestly Cruising USA. So <laughs> I was very excited to pick my car at the beginning and then at the end be able to put my initials in.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense to me uh, since you said it was uh, an arcade version of this game. Um I've still have not seen the pictures of the arcade version of this game, but I definitely hope we show include those in the show notes. Does it look kind of like a like a classic arcade cabinet type thing, or what?
0: Yes, it's a classic arcade cabinet, and the kind of box art from the load screen is on the sides of the cabinet. Cool. Um, mm. And then they've got a little driving wheel and then a joystick, so you could actually drive with a, with one hand and choose your dialogue with the other, which I think would be pretty perfect for this game. I feel like that distraction between driving and paying attention to the people you're talking to is inherent in driving. And I feel like it would make a lot more sense with a little wheel.
1: You know, I absolutely agree with you about the the kind of distraction element of driving being integral here. It's, it's, there's something special about the feeling of being in a car with someone and having those discussions on a road trip that kind of lends itself to the kind of open-ended free-form discussion that this game is really all about. So I think it's it's almost a, um, a perfect combination of a setting and a feeling.
2: Yeah, I mean, every driving game you ever play is about driving, right? Um, you are actively doing your best to not hit stuff or go real fast or beat the other team and other team racing term, other team. Uh, and that they, I love how they incorporate that stuff. We've talked a couple times now about the different races that we've gotten in, but I think those are more like winks to the, to the genre. And the game is all focused about the conversations that happen inside of cars. And it's
1: almost as though I've only ever played racing games. And this is the first driving game that I've played.
0: Yeah. This is not short bus for hope. Was that? I said this is not Desert Short Bus where you just uh, <laughs> drive in a straight line. You actually have to do some driving. Um, you have to press the space bar, as Nate discovered.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, there's like four buttons, and somehow I missed the accelerate button. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that technically this game is still in beta. So I think there's a few things that are noticeable on that. Um, I have to imagine that a pause button – I could be wrong. They may want you – to sit down and play a full 15, 20 minute session uh, at a time, you know, like an arcade game would. But I feel like for a, uh, like a desktop release at some point, the ability to hit like, because if you hit escape, it just kicks you out. It ends the game. And so I, my technically my first session was about 10 minutes in and I was like, uh, my phone started ringing. So I was like, uh, escape game totally over. Um, And I think some of those dialogue trees where it comes to a complete stop and all you can do is cough at each other until uh, you drive past a landmark, that might be intentional just because, like, yeah, sometimes in the car uh, you run out of things to talk about. But at the same time, like, mine went for several minutes, so it was just driving in silence. Uh, I feel like something like that might get cleaned up. Otherwise, I saw no other signs that this game would be you know would be beta i'm wondering what the uh what the holdup for the final release is
1: yeah the art is very final uh and the look and feel and the gameplay is all great um i i think the only thing that they would really need to take this out of beta in my opinion would be just some affordances for people that are not playing it in an arcade cabinet because almost every issue that i have with this game seems like um a holdover from it being designed from an arcade cabinet. makes perfect sense to me now why you're putting in your initials at the end and why it won't allow you to pause and, you know,
2: things like that. I hope they keep the initials thing, though, because I love a game where I can put, you know, ASS as my uh, score and, you know, have it rank up to the top.
0: And it made me so happy that it gave me a letter for each ending so I could kind of write down the ones I've done, you know. Interactive fiction never really tells you what you've done in the past, um, and I think it's going to be cool to look back if I revisit this in six months and go, "Oh, I've already gotten ADG." You know, mm-hmm. maybe next time, you know, I wonder what the other ones are. I wonder how they're ordered. I wonder if they're. I have no idea if A is a perfect ending or it, it wasn't. It's not a perfect ending, <laughs> I, or if it's the most common, or who yeah. knows. That
2: would actually be cool. It would be uh, the standard kind of. On a uh, choice-based game thing that they do now is to see the percent uh you know the percentage that other people made um you know that's becoming like such a standard thing but i i always like that i think it's cool to see at the end of the game you know what people made it might be not it might be out of tone for a game like this you know but um it would be interesting to see what what do people end the most on
0: at an arcade cabinet at a fantastic fest i could see that by the end of it you'd be able to say oh my god i got uh, an ending only four people got and that Mm -hmm. would be amazing yeah makes it a little sad that uh it's not yet completely integrated into steam so maybe in the future you could see your friends times Mm -hmm. that might Mm -hmm. be some of the beta stuff they're adding i know they're also looking at adding a couple more endings
2: that makes sense so this game is available for 4.99 uh i got it on itch um it's on Steam Greenlight right now, so not actually fully available on Steam, but should be once they go full release. Uh, it's available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. So, I also think they'll probably, like, you know, this will probably be a little wise, ways off, but I could totally see this being some, somehow ported to a, uh, you know, to a mobile device. I'm thinking some sort of D-pad on the screen would be just as effective.
1: Mm -hmm. I I absolutely agree. I I think they're also maybe ought to look at adding more control options because while I I didn't have that much trouble with the controls, I think they could be improved.
0: Definitely. You see a little bit of the seams there. And it's funny that in a place, we don't often get to talk about controls in an interactive fiction game, (laughs) but it's nice to see a genre mashup. So, you know, it's still completely worth playing, even with a little bit of uh, finickiness around it
2: yeah'm I'm, I'm often one who uh, wrestles with the like the difference, and it's a totally unnecessary like wrestling match, but like what is an interactive fiction versus what is a game? is, inter- is interactive fiction a game or not and all that? And this game this only confuses me more because <laughs> like it's 99 percent interactive fiction, but you're driving a car also, and it's not hard. But you're driving a car, in a a driving sim with good
0: conversation. (laughs)
2: Yeah, in a really fully realized, uh, very pretty world. So, um, I would love to see more hybrids like this. Um, You know, if you told me, uh, yeah, it's a it's a driving interactive fiction game. It's like I I can't even think of what that um, means.
1: (laughs) I would say I would say maybe the closest game, and I hadn't thought about this until you just said it. uh, But maybe the closest game I've played to this is Full Throttle, which was a Hybrid LucasArts point-and-click adventure game slash driving game.
2: Hmm. I don't think I've I don't think I've heard of
1: that. It's one of the one of the ones that's harder to get uh, your hands on these days. But yeah. it's it's a uh, biker gang themed.
2: Nice. I could see this also. This format, like if this does well for them, like you can pick this up and drop it into any like time frame in any any place you want to tell a cool story. This like traveling while talking to people you know you could pick it up and drop it in the you know the wild west on like a a carriage or something like it'd be super like this game is so focused on its characters it'd be cool to see it in other other places than uh (laughs) late 70s italy uh that i know more about now than i ever did um before although it's hard to tell what's fiction and what's you know totally real
0: i think it's almost all real yeah
1: alternately this might just lead to a boom in late 70s italy uh interactive fiction which i'd be okay with
0: (laughs) man if it makes means more creators are making games that are about things they're curious about that aren't like the same four time periods i am all for it i know nothing about all this you know assassination they're talking about communism you can have an entire talk about politics i know nothing about the politics this era but now i'm pretty sure that the prime minister got ex prime minister got assassinated which is insane
2: yeah i had a um, a uh, creative writing teacher at, at college you know everyone was talking about well write what you know write what you know he's like yeah well that was before the internet now you can know whatever you want to know so if you find a subject interesting and you want to write about something um, you can you can do the research now you can find out uh, what happened? why it happened? when it happened? If you want to write a story about something i I have to imagine that uh historical fiction and stuff like that has had a boon in access accessibility over the past twenty years with the uh advent of the internet and and seemed like this now these people the the writers and stuff are actually I believe from Italy, so this is their history. but you know point being is like if you wanted to make a interactive fiction game uh of any real time and place, there's probably resources out there to research it unlike before. And I hope that this game does – I mean it's got – the praise you listed earlier is very, very high. I don't really know how this game is doing as far as like its beta sales and stuff, but I do hope it does really well because I would love to see an expansion of of this genre. Because this is something that I think people who are concerned about interactive fiction, um, this is a great kind of – a concern that it's not enjoyable. This is I was going to
1: say because I I I haven't heard any of the you know uproar
2: or concern <laughs> about interactive fiction lately. I mean, I mean it as like oh I'm that doesn't sound cool to me you know or that doesn't sound like that. <laughs> it's, reading. it's reading, reading, it's reading. That's not fun to me you know. Well like with this you're like well yeah it's interactive fiction but if you you know if you take the right path you end up in a, a four speed you know four, four car chase through the hills of Italy or you know whatever. Um, I, I it's 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 such an ex- awesome format um, to deliver these awesome characters. Um, I, I'm really impressed with the execution of it.
1: So, Laura, I wanted to ask you about this because I know they were involved in something that you brought up to us a little while ago, which was called um, the Trinale. Was it games contest, game show? Yes, something Yes, like it's that?
0: a games collection. There collection. is um, a international design exhibition that they picked up after kind of a couple years, maybe even a decade of dormancy, and they decided that this design exhibition needed a game section, and the designer of this game, Senta Regione, is in charge of making the app. They created the virtual space that the exhibition takes place in, aka they designed the app. So you see a lot of the really playful, weird, very graphic design-heavy influence in here. And I can see them making something like Wheels of Aurelia. Plus, it seems like they've got a lot of interesting connections in the game world as a result of this game.
1: Yeah, I thought that, was, that whole virtual exhibition was interesting because they were sort of releasing these mini-games one at a time through this app. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I picked it up, uh, and I haven't returned to it since then, they only had one of them out, but the one that I played was really... Fun and really playful. Um, you were interacting with just a bunch of objects, pulling these different lamp cords and stuff. And you're right, it was very design heavy, very gorgeous. I think I'm probably, a, they probably wouldn't want me saying design heavy. That's probably not a nice thing to say about some, someone's no, design. I, but
0: I think it. It's completely fair. It's this beautiful three D, like hyper realistic, looks like a still life that someone decides you're going to play with. Uh, that one's by a couple Swiss people. Um, they've got, you know, Tale of Tales from Belgium. They've got folks from the USA, um, France. Kind of this worldwide, tiny tiny games as art piece, and I um, am really excited that. Uh, this company is continuing to put out little experiments at the same time they put out stuff like Wheels of Aurelia.
1: Hmm. Well, I think maybe we should be paying more attention to the artistic interactive fiction scene of Europe. I think that's my takeaway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And maybe I'll pay a little more attention to my driving and what my passengers would like to do and where they would like me to turn right.
2: Pick up hitchhikers. Because what can I checkers. ask now,
1: uh, do we know what game we're playing next?
0: Yes, we are playing Inside, which is by Playdead. I've been looking forward to it so long. Uh, they created Limbo.
1: What got, got you interested in, oh, yes, yes, I'm so excited to play this. Yes. You know, this one, I hear it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I was not aware that the developers of Limbo were making a follow-up, and, it, and it's essentially a follow-up to Limbo.
0: It's design-wise, it's in the same kind of dark world, and it comes out on, well, by the time this is posted, it came out on July 7th on, uh, I believe, Xbox One, and then it's coming out on Steam a couple days later, so we'll actually be covering it next week, since most of us are PlayStation-slash-Steam folk, but I cannot wait. It's going to be very different from this delightful summery road trip adventure. We're going to be spending time in a cave, everybody. Hooray! Hooray!
1: Well, this has been a delightful episode of the Short Game, even without uh, at Reagan K. Um, sad to sad to not have him on this episode, but he'll be back next time with, to enjoy these games with us. Um, until that time, um, I'm Shane Kelly, your bro host, your broless bro host, uh, the host with the least, and I am at eight bit Shane. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore shortgame. Uh, Laura, where could they find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Laura J. Nash.
1: And Nate, if someone wanted to read your thoughts, where might they do so?
2: Uh, on Twitter, uh, Nate STL, and repping Team Red. That's right, Team Red!
0: <laughs> Team
2: Mystic! <laughs> catch them all. All right, Gotta guys, I'll see you later. Jump. I'm going to go catch them all.